Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from thenextreel.com. We are looking at John Favreau's 2008 film Iron Man, and back with me again, Kyle Olson from Legible Scrawl. Hey, hey, glad to still be around. We're, getting, we're finally getting to see Iron Man in all his glory. This is, uh, yeah, you picked a good week. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a good week to, to have some fun conversations. Uh, we are, of course, looking at Minute 63 of Iron Man. On today's show, the minute starts with the wrap-up of the Mark II's check on its control surfaces, and it ends with Iron Man eyeballing the Ferris wheel on the Santa Monica Pier. Oh boy, this is uh this is juicy, juicy yeah. stuff. This is a great minute. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So as, as the minute starts, there he is, shiny, chrome, glowing eyes. Yeah, his arc reactor glowing, like in the middle of his. So you can in the background, you can see all of his uh, all the toys and stuff we've seen all there. But like, there's the man himself. I love that. This is. <laughs> it's just so funny to me that he goes through this big test, and Jarvis is like, "Okay, good. That's good. Powering down." <laughs> <laughs> like well you got you got all dressed up right, all dressed up with nowhere to go <laughs> it's all working so all right now put it back yep. in the box like oh whoa 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 buddy it's it i think it says a lot about uh jarvis and tony and the the personalities well i mean personalities i guess of the two of them but largely jarvis is a computer program yeah. that he created but still <laughs> it's just very funny to to see how they <laughs> yeah just that that chiding tone that like when like jarvis starts saying like jarvis yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> i did not to rivet myself into this thing just so we could run check paul bettany always underplays what he did in these first movies but i think he was a phenomenal choice and i think he really finds the exact right tone for Jarvis because he could be a nag and he also could be a robot and he finds something in the middle where he definitely has a personality but he still will go along with things but still wants to advise caution but not you know try and shut everything down like because theoretically he could yeah right but yeah, I think he find he find he he created that you know his his joke is always that he shows up and everybody else shoots and all these things as explosions. He shows up in his pajamas and works for a day. <laughs> well, that's what he said about this one, which was great. Is you know he yeah. he didn't even know what the movie was. He didn't read the script. He just had these lines and he just kind of went in and read them. <laughs> got paid a ton of money and got to go take a vacation with his wife. He's like, it was, this was great. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was really doing. <laughs> Uh, but man, they did really luck out because by the time they got around to actually wanting to do more with him, they actually had mm-hmm. luckily cast a great actor to come on board and actually yeah. be well integrated into the franchise. Yeah, little did he know he'd go from uh, showing up in his pajamas to wearing probably the most complicated suit that they had come up with so far in terms of makeup and all the things he had to put on. Right, right. Although I think, well, we'll get yeah, to that eventually, yeah. but I think largely a lot of that is just kind of CG with dots yeah, and things. True. It's just, it's amazing what they do these days. Yeah, so. but this is where it all started. <laughs> this is, this really is. This is uh, great watching uh, Tony just get so excited. He's such a little mm-hmm. eager beaver here. You know, he's like, oh, I just, I, I got to take it out. I can't, I can't just, just sit <laughs> exactly. down. You can't expect I gotta go not fly. to take a joyride. <laughs> I, and that's something I love about Tony. He goes from this fairly rough test flight over his cars and around his workshop. He manages to do it without destroying anything or hurting himself mm-hmm. finally. And that is cue for him to say, okay, I'm going to put the suit on and I'm going to go fly around the city now because <laughs> right. I'm there. 
it's it's so funny that this is just how his mind works. Run before you can walk. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that that sort of like uh, scream of terror into a whoop of joy. <laughs> it's such a great yes, thing. exactly. I mean, you can only imagine like flying the way that he does. I mean, you get that great shot of him as he's as he's looking and making this decision, mm-hmm. and uh, and all of the information starts popping up on the screen, and you just see. Yeah, we talked a lot about augmented reality in the last exactly. episode, and so you get to see all the planes overhead and the 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 weather conditions going on outside. And you, yeah, you see as he's uh, well, and it's it's interesting because I guess we should talk about the HUD first before we really yeah, get into the the whole exterior flight. You see, I love how everything starts powering down, and you get the you know aborted. Or you, mm-hmm. the system system shut down complete, and then all of a sudden aborted as all the information starts popping up again. And uh, you get, yeah, so, okay, so the first thing that's going to pop up over on, actually, I should say before it even, uh, before it goes into shutdown mode um, on the left, you have the suit diagnostics over on the very far left. And that shows like a little picture of his body, uh, of the Iron Man suit in the middle. And, and then over on the right, it's data... Uh, analytics popping up and then the circle that pops up on the the right that's the radar and it's a three layer radar that pops up there's a water layer a land layer and an air layer so you've got three layers of that and that one is the one where if you look at it you can kind of tell um, that it's the radar because it looks like the california like the malibu coast like right along the the line there so that's the radar. And then on the very bottom, you have five dock icons that are down at the very bottom. And that's there's targeting, radar, suit diagnostics, power, and flight. And so those are the five little toggle things at the bottom. And the way that I guess they determined that makes the most sense for Tony to operate this is all with his eyes and what he's looking at. So when he looks at something, if it's a long enough look, it's a trigger for that thing to open up. And it'll pop up. And then as he continues looking at it, he can do more inside of it. Or if he's done with it, he'll just look at something else and it'll fade back down into the bottom. It's it's really interesting the way yeah. that uh, that they came up with all that. And then then over on the right again, as the planes start popping up, this is a different circle that shows up. And that's actually a weather widget that gives kind of the, the weather of the area. And then as we already uh, gathered the air traffic control information and the plane trackers all pop up and that i guess we would say that's the alpha for this particular minute that we're looking at here yeah because we're about to go up and it's it's a great transition too because you like when you're saying when you're looking at we're looking at at you know uh, tony's face and seeing this and then they flip it and so then now we're seeing what he's seeing so we're seeing yeah. all the same elements are there, but now we see it from his point of view where it's all laid out in front of him as opposed to sort of just uh, circles and dots that we're, as right. we're looking at him. Yeah, it's almost like now we're seeing it um, through his eyes, which is really cool because you also see how you can see the coastline, how it's laid out, looking out past his house. Um, I like that as it tilts down, it lands on his Audi uh-huh. and you actually get that information about the Audi R8, which is interesting because it's actually a 2010 Audi R8 right. and uh, this movie came out in 2008. So uh, an interesting little, I, I guess that he bought it uh, a very early model. 
yeah, for, as and, it says, and, uh, the price, $159,000. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what he paid for? Is that what he could get for it? I don't know. But yeah, it's just his Oh, price. yeah, right. Yeah, what's the blue book? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Jarvis says Kelly Blue Book already loaded up. So I love just that. in case. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's it's really interesting, and then you can see as he's as we're looking at him, it transitions into flight mode. The little uh, the little button on the bottom starts flashing as he's talking, and that's another thing that's interesting is they talk about how they're determining how things are getting turned on, and and they already mentioned like the eyes, and I guess there's a word that they used for the way that when he's turning things on with his eyes, I can't remember what it is. Um, very scientific sort of uh, term. But then also, sometimes he's talking. In this particular case, it's it's reacting to the fact that he's talking about, let's take it out for a flight. And so it opens up the flight mode uh, window. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, then we get to, you know, to where he's going to now, in the full suit, you know, take off and not hopefully crash into anything. So we get to see his the Iron Man pose with his uh, repulsors out flaring from both sides and on his boots too. So it's interesting in the script. Um, so he takes it out uh, in the in the script. It says uh, he says we should take this outside. Jarvis says I must strongly caution against that. There are terabytes of calculations still needed. Tony says we'll do them in flight. Then Jarvis says, "Sir, the suit has not even passed a basic wind tunnel test." And then Tony says, "That's why you're coming with me." <laughs> and then this this was actually interesting. So he he fires up his boots and gauntlets. He hovers floating around along the workshop's driveway. Then Jarvis says. I suggest you allow me to employ Directive 4. Tony, never interrupt me while I'm with a beautiful woman? Jarvis, <laughs> that's... <laughs> uh, Jarvis, that's Directive 6. Directive 4, use any and all means to protect your life should you be incapable of doing so. And then Tony says, whatever floats you, Jarvis. And then he takes off. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so Jarvis isn't listening very well. And, and yeah. Tony is just like completely ignoring these directives that he set up. That's interesting. So they're little, uh, almost a little bit of uh, Asimov's rules of robotics there. Of, uh, yeah, something like that, right? Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Because I can say, we, if, of some of the script pieces you've read, I was sort of like, oh, that was kind of clunky. Like, I'm glad they, they did that there. But like, that's pretty funny. Like, that's a nice exchange. <laughs> it's an interesting element. Um, but I, I actually brought this up because something that I thought uh, was worth mentioning is they talk about his um, his pose. And they actually said as, as as he's he flies out and he's spinning and then he finally stabilizes himself. It says Tony tucks his arms and legs tight, thrusts his chest, eventually finding the delta pose, and it's Ooh. underlined. And suddenly he's in control. And so I guess I guess that's what we're calling it: the delta pose when okay. he's flying and he's got his hands out so at he, his sides yeah, and his head feet, up and, uh, and then arms yeah. down and legs back. And okay, yeah. the delta yeah. pose. Hmm. So there it is. But this is uh, this is just fantastic. Yeah, watching just, him fly around. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then the joy, and and also, I don't know if it was if if it was uh, something that the ILM guys put in, or if it was in, originally in the the script ever. But I love the fact that he takes the corner wide and he scrapes against it. Like if you you can see <laughs> at about let's see, I'm telling you about thirty two seconds or so. Like as he's going, there's just like a, he actually scrapes, and you can see sparks go as he like goes against the concrete wall before he finally goes up. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> that is that is great. Yeah, he's uh, he's still learning. Well, this yeah. you know we we've we've seen him uh, make a mess of things before, so it's it's not yes. his not his first time. And probably the damage to the wall is still there up until Iron Man three. But oh well. 
Yeah, right, right. Yeah, God, he really does like grind his body up against the wall yeah, right there. It really does. It's like some nice sparks they add in there too. Like we were talking about the sparks from the the first minute. There. Right, right, right. And then just yeah, this complete elation of joy. This is that. This is this is the moment too, where it's just like that feeling of flight. Like we're with Tony in this too. Of like he's actually doing it. He's actually flying. Yeah. This is like Spider-Man when you get yeah. to see uh, finally Peter Parker jump off a building and and start swinging with his webs and that woohoo, yeah. that complete joy. <laughs> and they do a great job. And, you know, Robert Downey Jr., he ends up in these films having to do a lot of acting with the camera, like literally like right on top inches, of his face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he doesn't get to really be a fully expressive person. It's just all about locking your face down and uh-huh. just acting with your face in that particular space. And, uh, and you don't, you kind of lose track of that because you're just kind of caught up in the moment of watching him. And we know we're like in the helmet watching as he does this, but you forget about what the actor actually has to go through. And it's, I can only imagine, but he does like watching how joyful he is. It's just, it's a thrill to see it come to life like this. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is, this is that, uh, you know, Superman's first flight. This is Iron Man. Uh, this is a uh, Spider-Man's first swing. This, this goes right up there within some of the best moments of comic books things where you just get that joy of like <laughs> flight, like the dream. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, John Favreau talked about um, this sequence. A lot of it came to him as, as he was driving along the Pacific Coast Highway. So as he was like going along, looking out at sort of other things that are there, like and the Ferris wheel being one of them as he was driving along the way, thought he, he started imagining that in his head of like him, Iron Man, leaving uh, his house and then and then seeing all these things along the way, sort of like a, uh, this is his own sort of um, – driving up the coast but doing it from the water in the air <laughs> right doing a very different version of it. yeah <laughs> yeah no it's it's fun uh, and he does a great job at just bringing it to life and and i i think that that actually is an interesting aspect of it as as you see him kind of flying i mean it's night so it's dark mm-hmm. it's it's hard to get a good sense of where we are coastwise but you can you can pinpoint kind of that the malibu uh kind of that that coast where his house is up on that mm-hmm. on that bluff there on doom point as as he approaches santa monica and you can kind of see way off in the distance if you have any familiarity with L- la you can see the the pier sticking out and it's just it's it I mean, again, it's it is hard to pinpoint anything too specific until you get to Santa Monica, but it but it does give you that that sense that you're up above in kind of in this in open space flying out over the ocean over all this stuff. Yeah, and yeah, and that uh, you can see also the uh, the the HUD is then popping up too, and is popping all the things. So we we see we see the speed across the top. He's going at Mach. 0.28 0.28 um and then it's, uh, it spots the ferris wheel and just gives data on that and, right you know, jarvis is taking a look around yeah See it's really flights. kind of cool to see when he's flying Mach, he gets up to about mach 0.3 and that's actually about 230 miles an hour wow. so he's moving he's yeah. really moving <laughs> and this could have been the first time that jarvis has ever left the house <laughs> yeah, very well. At this point, been. Jarvis is is a house AI. That that's a good point because we, I mean, we've never really been with Tony at work, and so we don't really know if he's got like a work Jarvis, uh, another one. But right. but it doesn't seem that way. <laughs> it doesn't seem like no. you know, like Jarvis is anywhere other than the house. 
It's an interesting yeah. point. Yeah. And now, yeah, you think that yeah. Jarvis would be like also saying, "Wee!" Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm having a ball. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's such a great minute, and just all the different things that you get to see as he's uh, like the stuff on the screen, and uh, and just kind of that that sheer joy. I mean, I think that's what makes this moment mm-hmm. work so well. Is you really just feel like you're out there flying. Um, with with Tony as he's kind of coasting above the ocean and out over over the city, it's it's just invigorating. Yeah, I mean that that's the that that uh, I remember hearing Roger Ebert saying he was watching the original Star Wars, so Star Wars: A New Hope, and he said there's a scene where they're walking, the the guys are in disguise and they're walking with Chewbacca, and Chewbacca is is manacled, and they're they're taking him, they're pretending to to escort him to the prison, and a small droid rolls up. I mean, everybody who's listening to this knows what I'm talking about, but this is just his his uh, interpretation. This droid rolls up, Chewbacca screams at it, the droid runs away. He said the fact that George Lucas took a minute out of this big sci-fi epic to have this little gag, that was the moment I knew this movie is going to be a monster hit. <laughs> because the confidence it takes to just like, you know what? I'm going to do it like this this little remote control Wookiee gag thing in the middle of this big space epic. And I, I right. see the same thing. And th- actually, Iron Man almost is built on those kind of things because it's built on these moments. And uh, the fact that they'll let this moment be as opposed to just like he flies up, he lands... Now I'm Iron Man. It's like now he takes yeah. he takes this time to like really enjoy the and obviously we're we're talking about you know a course of two minutes but in the course of a hundred minute film every minute especially this is millions of dollars on the line uh, right so right Canada like you, we've seen the the ones that are are just cut to the inch of their life because they're they're terrified of this but this is the the confidence of a of a seasoned filmmaker of just like this is a moment that we can let stretch uh, and just let people enjoy it. Well, and to a certain extent, I, I mean, I guess I would almost say that it's like this is filling in for an action scene because I True. mean, it's it's a it's a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. We've we've got our fight scenes and everything, but we haven't had anything since he escaped the cave, and so it's been a good chunk of time, and it'll be another chunk of time before we actually get our next action scene. So you can see why they may have wanted to kind of amp this up a little bit with kind of some action moments just to give it some uh, keep that sense of life going in the film. Right. And, and, and a lesser or a less confident person would say, and that's when he finds someone being mugged. Uh, right. Right. And suddenly Iron Man drops from the sky and like, you know, give me the purse, lady. And suddenly Iron Man drops this guy. Hold on there, citizen. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, thank God they didn't go there. Right. But I mean, but you can see it, right? You can be like, totally. what's this, some kind of a rector set? I mean, like it's it's so easily could have gone so terribly wrong. Yeah, it really could have. I mean, it, it not not too far from now, we're going to be over the city in the streets. And yeah, yeah he could easily have uh, have have seen a car right. chase uh, with the sir, with a I'm robber. picking up yeah. Uh, police, yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> so i'm picking up a uh, police chatter there's a, a a hit and run driver and yep. we'll stop him jarvis <laughs> yeah wow i i never thought <laughs> about that but yeah chum. that could have gone down a down a very stereotypical road yeah i'm a writer i i, I think in cliches <laughs> i think in cliches there you go <laughs> Uh, just another couple notes. I, I love when he mm-hmm. first takes off out of the house and you got it's just like this rocket like streaming out of the roof is kind of what it looks like. Yeah. But then it cuts to the HUD and you're looking at his face and you see the markings of the ground level. 
and it's yeah. just like spinning in circles. <laughs> it's like <laughs> dropping away so fast. Right. He's he, and then it cuts to that fantastic shot where the camera's yeah. almost like right over his shoulder, and you're looking back, and, and yeah. those fantastic like the flaps on his back as they're moving to kind of uh, counterbalance with his uh, his uh, movements through the air. But you get just a great sense of how this thing works, and you can see the house like spiral spiraling mm-hmm. away down below before he stabilizes yeah. himself and figures things out. It's that it's that space shuttle shot like yes. down the length of the of the of the rocket down to see the bottom. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Absolutely. And I mean, this is just one of those minutes where you got all sorts of money shots because then he kind of, uh-huh. you know, once he straightens himself out and gets into that delta pose, you get that great shot uh, after he kind of you get the horizon lock, but it's that curve as he's flying out of the ocean and just kind of curves toward you and flies up toward you and and you just see that great uh it's it's iron man flying through the sky like damn Mm -hmm. that is it right there man yeah that's our superhero that's right that's our guy that's good that's awesome yeah, this is the thing that that Marvel has done extremely well, and of course, like you know, if you if you listen to the uh, Road to Infinity podcast, you, I, you, I've said this a dozen, dozen times. Uh, but it's the alchemy that's that 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 uh, Marvel does of just a strange mix of all of these these things that somehow it works. Yeah. As opposed to like we're you, know, you watch a Batman movie, you're waiting for Batman, like get Bruce off the screen. But Tony is Tony. All the way through, like if he's in the armor, he's out of the armor. He's the interesting character. It's not about the powers. It's not about the suit. Yeah. Um. It could, because we're with Tony because we've been with Tony this whole time. So we're with Tony in the suit. Like, yeah, he, it, yes, you get to see Iron Man, but it's still like Iron Man and Tony are the same one. That's like as we'll as 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 we will find out at the end of the movie. Um. But it's it's that stuff that that has really made the the MCU sing is that they make you fall in love with the person, not the powers. Uh, yeah, absolutely right. That's they do such a great job of creating interesting characters that we can really identify with and feel like, you know, we are a little bit of them uh, or them as we're watching these films. Yeah. Yeah, cuz we're 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 also feeling what Tony is feeling at this point too cuz we're all woohooing in our seats too. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, a random question that that uh I thought of as I was reading through uh some of these <laughs> Some of these science uh, people having these conversations about Tony and, and flying <laughs> yeah. and everything. How well do you think it actually works to fly with your propulsion coming out of your feet? Uh, you know, because <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that I guess that's how jets do it and everything. But I feel like it's I mean, when you're a human body and you bend and you flex, it, I, I feel yeah. like, you know, if you if you accidentally bend a little bit at your waist, that's going to all of a sudden That's start right. like push you down into a nosedive and everything. And uh, I know maybe you're, yeah, I mean, I'm what, overthinking the, the logic of a superhero and how he flies, but <laughs> well, yeah, there's always that, but I mean, like a yeah, one little hip twitch and suddenly you're going in a whole new direction too. <laughs> Plus the getting, I mean, you're, if you got thrust going from both feet, the idea that you'd, you'd have the, the, the strength to put your feet together yeah <laughs> like you know <laughs> yeah i mean so that's where I, that's where i always like my, my wife made this point when i was when i was watching the minute she's like she's like wow he got good at flying really fast right? <laughs> and i was like well true however he does have jarvis so that's my <laughs> my sort of my 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 no prize would be that he has jarvis with him to like sort of control the uh i think because I, I would say jarvis is probably controlling the flaps and those kind of thing and probably has his legs sort of you know almost like 
welded together at this point like you know like the so he, so he's going aiming in a straight direction and his arms are what are really doing the work in terms of which direction he's going right because yeah the 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 flight stabilizers are his hands so that he can kind of adjust them to to help direct himself better and i do think you're right i mean i think largely a lot of that is coming from jarvis as far as you know getting him uh straightened if if jarvis needs to kind of lock that hip so it stops twitching or whatever he can i mean Mm -hmm. it's a it's a metal suit he can kind of keep that pinned down so it's not going to cause any issues and move exactly when it needs to right yeah i think i think there's a lot of smarts to it and I, i yes i i i think that it's worthy of a no prize. So, so kudos yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have anything else for this minute. Uh, what about you? Nope. No, that, that pretty much covers all my stuff. But yeah, we got, to, there's some, there's some good stuff coming in the next one and some, and some foreshadowing. So it, yes, it's, it's going to be a good time. Well, um, uh, where can people find you, Kyle? Uh, I'm I am the uh, one of the main creative forces behind the Monday Matinee podcast. I write and direct most of the episodes, so uh, you'll hear a lot less of my voice on those, which I'm sure some people would be very relieved on. Uh, <laughs> we are currently on hiatus, uh, but there are uh, there's two years of uh, stories that you can listen to now, and then we'll be coming back here in the spring once uh, we get some of our we're working on our own secret projects. So once we get those underway, then we'll uh, we'll be back to recording. But um, you can find us on uh, on Twitter or Facebook uh, at Oxenhair. Uh, I'm the Oxenhair is because uh, I have a partner who is my producer. So like uh, I do this kind of stuff where I talk and talk and talk, and he's the one who has to go through and listen and listen and listen and cut all the pieces out, which yeah, I pity him. Um, so he's the <laughs> ox and I'm the hare. So the two of us together are ox and hare. Ryan Fitzpatrick is his name, and he's he's brilliant, and I couldn't do anything without him. Gotcha, and it's and it's ox and hare, yes, not ox and, and hair. oxen. Hair. Right, that we talking about because no matter. Which way you put them, if you say it fast, which I unfortunately have a habit of talking too fast, it could sound like something else. So it could sound like ox and hair, or it could sound like right. hair and ox. But like, no, it's ox <laughs> and hair. Three words. Three, three words. words. Well, thanks so much for joining me again, Kyle. I appreciate it. Oh, having fun. Well, everybody, that is it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at patreon.com slash the next reel. Until next time, true believers. 